In this episode, we interview Jordan Foley, founder, CEO, and headship at Let's Chow. Let's Chow is a dedicated community builder, providing a pathway to learn vocational skills in the culinary arts, helping veterans and military spouses seeking to enhance their culinary talents. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Today, we have Jordan Foley, who is the founder, CEO, and head chef at Let's Chow. Thank you so much, Jordan, for your time today. Thank you, Joseph. Really excited to be on the, the show today, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, great. So per usual, we like to start our episodes with asking what, what the mission statement is of your organization. So what is the mission of Let's Chow? Let's Chow is a one-of-a-kind uh, culinary nonprofit that helps veterans, military spouses, and military-connected refugees um, start their own culinary business. And we do that through food truck training. Uh, and with a lot of our training and meal production, we actually fight food insecurity as a means to uh, not only get the training hours for the people in our program, um, but also help the cities where our food trucks um, reside. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to get into that because I'm really excited. This is a pretty unique nonprofit. Uh, but why you? Why is this something that you're uh, devoting your time and, and effort to? Yeah. And it's it's interesting, too, because uh, this is, you know, I'm a part time unpaid CEO and founder of, of this organization because I'm still active duty. And uh, that is my primary role. I'm active duty Navy. But um, I started Let's Chow because um, I experienced in 2019 the death by suicide of a friend and veteran uh, who was trying to start some businesses on his own and fell into debt and depression. And um I became disheartened with the organizations out there that were helping veterans start businesses. It seemed like there were a lot of organizations, but they were um, pretty consistently a mile wide and an inch deep, as I like to say. They, they say they can help any veteran start any business, but at the end of the day, um, they didn't really get too deep into those processes. So um, over the course of that year, um, I started to think about inverting the model. Um, what if I hyper-focused in one industry um, so so deeply that I could take a veteran who had potentially zero knowledge in that industry to business ownership. And um, me, you know, growing up in a big Italian family cooking and I just love food. It was a, a passion that I thought I could marry this concept with. So in January of 2020, uh, Let's Chow was born and we thought, what is the, you know, the best training ground? What, what would be a training ground that could teach all the aspects we're trying to teach? And the food truck popped up as the perfect microcosm of the culinary industry because you're marketing, you're mincing onions, you're, you're sourcing the menu, you're, you're really doing everything in that truck. And, and another aspect of it, it is, is, it is mobile. Um, we can get in the food insecure areas. We can get to people um, who need our food and we can get to multiple different customer bases. So from January 2020 um, on, we've grown to a national nonprofit with four food trucks, and we continue to expand our model to include this year we'll be starting 18 different businesses, um, and we're only growing year by year. So that, that's really been the, the start and the reasoning. But for me, it came from uh, uh, just some personal tragedy, uh, but then willingness to want to help others. And my thought and drive every day is, you know, this is, I do this during my free time. I don't get paid to do this, but, um, you know, the, the number uh, 22 is significant because uh, that's how many veterans die by suicide every day. And my thought is, well, if I can help people achieve financial freedom, success, and their goals, and I can be one small part of reducing that number, um, that, then I think, you know, all this time and effort's worth it. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um... I, I'd love to hear about the initial history and the initial inception of the organization. What was kind of the first 
uh, concept if it was an initial food truck and, and who was a participant? I'd love to hear the origins and start from there. The, the origins are, are interesting because, you know, we said we started in January 2020. I think we all remember, you know, March 2020 and, and, and the COVID pandemic that that followed. So, you know, we didn't start with any funding. Uh, I was, you know, just out of my pocket. Um, but we got people interested. You know, we, we, we marketed, we, we put some, some feelers out there on social media, and we had a few veterans and military spouses really interested in the idea of starting a culinary business through us. Um, we didn't have the food truck for about a year. Um, then we finally got our first. But during that, that pandemic year, we found that um, a lot of states and counties uh, were not authorizing this type of sale to customers. So what we did is we pivoted to saying, well, if we can't sell to customers from a tailgate grill and a tent um, because of COVID, we can still donate meals um, and people are still going to be hungry. Um, people are still in need during the pandemic. So what we started to do is partnering with local nonprofits that owned kitchens, um, churches, American legions, uh, organizations like that. And then we would go to local businesses and most of them better known businesses and say, um, could you provide $200 for this weekend? We're going to make 100 pulled pork sandwiches for, for example, um, Baltimore Station, a homeless veterans shelter. Um, and we would just kept doing that. And we kept posting and saying what we're doing, but we're getting the training hours. We're, we're growing. Um, and then simultaneously, we're pitching this idea in competitions, um, all remote on Zoom. So we're, you know, in a Texas competition pitching over Zoom in a DC competition. And uh, we started winning um, to the point where we ended up uh, winning a national competition through Sam Adams brewing the American dream um, after we had already finally got enough funds for our first truck. But the climax, um, you know, was was getting this first truck. And then once we started winning national competitions, that's really when the momentum built. And um, it went from using these small basement kitchens uh, in a church or an old American Legion and, and producing 200, 300, 400 meals, sometimes cookies uh, for, you know, children at foster homes. And uh, well, we were doing good in the community. But the big thing was we were doing specific targeted lessons for the culinary space. Um, cookies, that's a, yep. that's a portioning lesson and, you know, meal prep, um, things like that. Um, all this, all this stuff um, really fed into the curriculum. And then by the end of all of this, we said, well, we can start selling now. We're, you know, we're in the truck. We can start selling and, you, you know, we can start growing our businesses this way. And um, overwhelmingly, um, the people in our program said, well, it would feel incomplete um, to do Let's Chow without the food insecurity component. Uh, and, and it's just, I think yeah. it's just a testament to the veterans and the military spouses in the program because service is just such a part of their DNA. Um, that really was what made them whole. And, and that was, you know, that's, that's now one of our major components and continues to be. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously the Navy is doing something right to keep you around. <laughs> and, and obviously you're very passionate about the Navy to, to and, and veterans and, and armed services in this case to start a nonprofit supporting them. Uh, why, why, like what, what what does the Navy mean to you? What does the military mean to you? And and how has it meant over kind of your professional career? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, going on 15 years for me now, including my, my time at the Naval Academy, which is a military school. Um, so 11 years as a commissioned officer. And um, I, I think it's it's fed really deeply into my personality. Um, and, and also, I think um, my brother and I both went to service academies and we're actually both active duty. And, and we like to say um that uh, growing up with our mother who, you know, 
fed us so much food and was so great to us. But uh, she, you know, she was a tough Italian woman. And we said uh, both of us decided to go to military schools to kind of, you know, get lay back and take a break from from growing up with our mom. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's uh, yep, yep. it definitely fit into our personalities and. Um, for me, helping sailors, um, you know, I, I did that as a submarine officer, uh, working with them, and and now as a Navy JAG. Um, they're, they're some of the greatest people I've ever met, uh, some of the smartest people, too. And um, just being able to help them, uh, the service itself, um, large organizations are often imperfect, and, and I think that's just uh, humans are imperfect. So. I understand, you know, there'd be the change you want to see. There's all these comments. How can you change things if you're on the inside or the outside? Well, um, you know, it's something where I want to see um, the Navy benefit um, more of its sailors, and I want to see it continue to grow in a more equitable way. Um, And I think that's just, it it takes time, and and it just takes takes advocacy. Um, I was, you know, in the academy when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was still a policy. Um, seeing that's impact and then when it was rolled back and, and seeing uh, how good that was. Um, and then also I was in several working groups um, for diversity, equity, inclusion as well, and including on the Naval Academy Minority Association group. Um, seeing how, how as a force, um, we're starting to think more about people, more about equity and, and, you know, seeing now women being able to serve in every combat role um, it, when that really wasn't a thing from the 80s and 90s up until recently with, with uh, you know, Navy SEALs allowing women. Um, so it, it's it's interesting because there's this uh, constant frustration, um, but but knowing that, um, you know, at its core, I think it can be, you know, a great organization and help a lot of people and do a lot of good. Um, but like any big yeah. organization, it, it's tough. It's tough to see that change through as one individual. But um, I I definitely find it as, you know, the profession of arms does define me in a lot of ways. But it, it what keeps me here are the sailors, uh, not the title, not not the not the rank or anything like that. Yeah. Well. Uh, and then kind of fast forward, food insecurity, when, when, when Let's Chow started, uh, did you focus on organiz- nonprofits that supported veterans or was it just anywhere where there was food insecurity nearby, wherever you guys were, were based? It was just a canvas of, of really any partnership we could get. Um, we, we just felt yeah. like it was, um, we call it force multiplying in the military. You know, when you're able to combine forces, whether it's with allies of foreign countries or different services. Well, that was our force multiplication um, analogy was any nonprofit we could we could work with, we would we would work with and um, provide food to them, homeless shelters, uh, foster homes, things like that. Um, at the heart of it, we were focused on getting our veterans and military spouses the time in the kitchen that they needed. Um, and, and, that, yep. and that's really what we did. But um, anybody who came to us and um, you know, the other thing too to note is, you know, we didn't just solicit veteran-owned businesses, but um, predominantly uh, over ninety percent of the donations we received for food insecurity for about a year came from veteran-owned businesses, and I think that yeah. speaks again uh, to to the way we look at small businesses, small businesses owned by veterans, and um, them still being willing to donate in a time where um, businesses were were closing their doors for good um, for for a long yeah. time there, and I think that that was truly inspiring to me, and I don't think it's enough recognition uh and i don't know if it ever will but those veteran business owners from from tattoo parlors to um you know insurance companies to just you know all all across all the services and trades um were more than willing to give us a few hundred dollars um to to make some meals for people who needed it yeah wow um 
have you been able to to tr track and you are, are you spending time on on tracking how many people you've you've fed that from homeless shelters or that are in, in insecure uh food access that have insecure food access um and and also on the veteran sides is that something that you're spending time with now devoting to or is it just heads down and and cruising forward we like to keep track, um, especially because we um, we have a pretty good formula for how many meals we provide on the dollar. Um, we have a program at point of sale. So, you know, we do sell to customers fairly often. Uh, I would say a third of our meals go to food insecure events, but um, the rest is yeah. customer events. And um, at point of sale, we always ask a customer, you know, where, you know, put after the tip that says, you know, would you like to pay it forward with the number four and a dollar sign? And that's, um, you can add $4 to your meal and that pays for that same restaurant quality style meal um, for somebody in need in the future. So yeah. we rack up, we rack up these pay for pay it forwards. And then we know when we have $400, we can provide a hundred meals and we do that. And um, we'll partner with food drives. Um, that's, that's a really popular event where we find that, you know, people are walking through a line, picking up canned goods and children are with them. And it's, it's pretty clinical. Um, it's a, it's a necessity, but um, having the food truck and like a glass bottle Coke and an empanada and, and some music at the end, you, you see the kids sprinting through the line to get to the truck. And you, you, <laughs> you, you let them, you, you like that because they understand that this isn't, um, it, it, we don't want this to be a bad memory for them. I mean, everybody needs help sometimes and for them to, to feel like they're lesser or can't experience the same joys um, yeah. that other children can just because of their socioeconomic background, we, we, we don't think is right. So that pay it forward feeds into that. We, we tally up our meals, you know, every year of what we donate. Um, and usually a truck um, can get about 400 meals downrange a month very easily. Um, and the more events we're able to pull is, is, is actually just dependent upon pay it forward at this point. And um, it's pretty successful, but um, we, we'd like to see more. And, and you know, for me, uh, I love customer sales. I think it's a great experience for for um for our veteran owned businesses but um uh me my passion is to to get more meals into food insecure events to get the trucks directly into food insecure areas and uh that that's definitely going to be a funding push here in the future yeah yeah and, and how many trucks are y'all at now you said four yep yeah four we have four trucks uh we have a san diego based truck serving uh, right now uh filipino street food um very popular in southern california actually it's it's in the top five percent of earnings for food trucks there so it's it's really doing well in the winery and brewery scene um and then we have an atlantic city food truck that's partnered with atlantic cape community college so not only do our veterans uh in the program in atlantic city get to work it but the students and the veterans in the in the culinary program at the school um get to utilize it and actually play into a uh, certificate-based class, a uh, food truck operations class for them. Um, and that is a, a range of cuisine from Spanish tapas to Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, interesting, you know, what, what's in the truck at whatever given time. And then the Annapolis uh, DC-based truck is um, actually our pilot um, refugee program. We have um, four yeah. Afghan refugees who were interpreters for the U.S. military and U.S. government and now live in Silver Spring and they're serving their own Afghan cuisine from that truck and uh, it's doing really well. Most recently, that truck was actually a uh, military spouse's coffee company um, and they were doing coffee and pastries um, and now they're moving to a brick and mortar actually um, because of the 
part public uh, the product market fit they got um, through the truck. And then last is um, Miami Fort Lauderdale. We actually have another coffee based company, a military spouse and veteran, and um, they're serving coffee and pastries out of uh, that truck down down there and uh, trying to grow their business from a consumer packaged goods standpoint. So they're they're not going to be a food truck yep. forever, but they want to get the popularity of their beans and get them in the shelves. And and the best way to do that is not to sit at a farmer's market without the product. It's to have a food truck and drive around and then have people taste it and then buy it. So that's that's what our newest and most exciting at the moment um, business we're starting up because uh, this is going to be their first shot at this. And uh, that's why we're here to help and do that. Yeah. And and what's what does the future hold? Like, what is your plan? Obviously, you need the people to uh, that are that are wanting to 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 start their own food truck or learn more about the culinary industry. Is there like a, a wait list, or um, how is your future scale planned? Yeah, there's not so much a wait list where we have, you know, between five, 10, sometimes 15 people working at different types uh, uh, in the truck. So, you know, you have people who are advanced business models and, you know, there's only a finite amount of people who can operate the truck in a seven day week. But then there's people who say, I've always just wanted to get in the food service um, and I want to start. So we have online training for them and then they come in as as line cooks for the businesses that are there. Um, so so you have you have different levels. You know, you can consider it like, you know, school grades or something like that, but it, it's a progressive type uh, model. So we, we do have a fair, we fit anybody in those areas who, who wants to join. We have fit, fit them in and we have not waitlisted anyone. The challenge we find is um, we just can't have food trucks everywhere. Um, and, and you know, even our inquiries in Texas alone, um, the ones we've received in the past year, they are geographically diverse enough where we would have to have 11 food trucks in Texas to meet those demands. And it's, well, Jeez. you know, what we're looking at is, you know, there, there's no way ever we're just going to be able to purchase a truck for every inquiry. But um, we can actually, like we said in the beginning, how do you flip models? You know, how do you spread it out this way or do you focus one way? And, and the way we're flipping this is um, we're working towards a brick and mortar where it would be a hub. Um, people could fly in and we would, you know, have them stay for three week boot camps or something like that. And yep, yep. Um, that, that's the one option that we're looking at. And that's a long term. And then the shorter term actually is um, our traveling boot camp, uh, which is a top of the line truck. Um, that we want to double as disaster relief where it can get to many places and drive and, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, things like that can provide hot meals, um, but also can have a, a planned schedule maybe throughout the summer months and drive um, up and down the American coasts or uh, and, and provide two, three weeks at a time or, you know, people to introduce themselves to the truck and say, okay, well, like maybe this is for me. I'll learn a little bit this week or, you know, block off some time and then they can continue to progress um, there. So the traveling boot camp, and then the the brick and mortar where we would bring people in. And I think that's going to solve these problems where um, you know we just can't meet that demand geographically. But what if we brought them in to two specific locations? So that's what the future holds. Um, I think we're going to keep expanding the fleet, um, but uh, those those two are now top priority uh, for for long term funding. Wow, wow, well. Um... This is amazing. Uh, this is inspiring. Uh, so if people that are listening and want to get engaged, whether that's donating their time, talent, treasure, testimony, uh, what type of engagement do you look for? We look for everything. In-person engagement and volunteering is always great at events. Um, you know, monetary donations are, um, you know, of course, uh, accepted and, and go to great causes. So they can also, you know, earmark them for meals, um, for training, uh, for things like that. Um, 
we uh, we ask you know people to just take a look at our website and and look at the businesses. I mean, even if you want to go out and you're in those cities and you want to go go out and eat, um, go eat at one of our trucks. If we're, you know, the calendars match up and the events match up, um, you're supporting those businesses directly. Um, you know, that's not actually a revenue stream for us. Those, that revenue goes to the business. Um, that's how they grow. So we're not, let's chow doesn't yep. actually make money from the sales of the food from the businesses there that goes to them. Um, so if you like Afghan cuisine, um, look up our DC truck on let's chow.org. Um, you'll, you'll see the tabs and, and see where you can find them. And if you're in, in Southern California, um, Joselle's Kitchen, which is the the name of the business out of our San Diego truck, has uh, just been getting rave reviews. And you know, same goes for New Jersey and, and Miami when we get Miami started um, here in the next couple months. But um, you know, go 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 there and be a customer. I think that's the the thing I can. I think it's the lowest hanging fruit yeah. in, in a lot of ways. And I think um, I even asked that outside of that context. Right? Um, go support veteran owned businesses, um, no matter what they are. Um, go look for small businesses that are veteran owned and, and just try to support them. And, uh, you know, see what their trade is and their craft is and what they offer. And then, uh, you know, as far as donations go, we have a donation portal. Um, it's, it's, it's on letschild.org and there's a take action tab and a donate tab. And, um, you know, we're, we're always more than happy um, to talk to anybody who wants to just put in a general inquiry and think, um, you know, hey, maybe, maybe time and money um, isn't what you're able to give, but a connection. Um, you know, you know a veteran who would be really good at this, and then we'll do an intake call with them and uh, or a military spouse or, or, or a military connected refugee, any, any of those qualify. So um, that, that'd be the best way. So just kind of volunteering, of course, uh, monetary donations, um, go support a truck. And then also, if you know somebody uh, or, or know maybe another partner nonprofit, um, just go through the general inquiry form. It's it's a pretty simple submission tab and, and you'll, you'll find your way. And uh, if you can't, you can always email me um, or email info at letschow.org to, to find out more. Yeah. Any plans for Chicago? I have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, you know, we, we have a, a great organization we work with, um, and, and a lot of their graduates come to our program called Dog Tag Bakery, which which just recently expanded to Chicago. So in the same vein of go support veteran-owned businesses is, is go check out Dog Tag Chicago um, and, and Dog Tag DC as well. Um, they just expanded there, and, you know, we work with them, you know, get a lot of their graduates who are, who are ready for the next step of developing it. But um, as somebody who loves Chicago cuisine from hot dog to the pizza, um, you know, to, to the cinnamon rolls. And, and the Swedish Swedish heritage uh, up there up there near uh, near Loyola, um, I I would be yeah. more than happy uh, to get a food truck in there. And I I know food truck culture <laughs> food truck culture there is amazing, which is another major thing we look into for the calculus. You know, city regulations and things like that. So we'd be you know more than happy to bring it there. But uh, if you can find us a couple of veterans who who are serious about it um we we've been known to make that happen uh, in less than a few in less than about six months and that's how fast san diego happened and uh you know it's, it's a, it's a yeah. serious offer we if we find the right people and we work with them for a little bit and some you know donation meal capacity and we, we like what they do um we've been known to make trucks appear in less than half a year yeah and, and the refugee model too you mentioned is really interesting i know there's probably potential for that too um in tons of different cities but chicago too um is that something that you're also trying to replicate or was that just um that you responded to a need and and just uh the people that wanted to create that truck 
it started by responding to a need and then uh, looking at them as, you know, the, the interpreters, the people who worked with U.S. government and DOD, they risked their lives. Um, they've lost family. They've had to leave everything behind. And our thought is, you know, they've sacrificed a lot for, um, you know, the war as well. So we uh, we opened it up recently to include them uh, in the same way we include veterans and military spouses. So um, in the same way that, you know, a veteran would just need to show proof of service or a military spouse would just need to show something similar. Um, we just ask for the same, um, any type of military government connection um, from the refugee and refugee status or the person or the family. Um, and then we get them into the program. And once you're in the program, you're called a fellow. Um, you're not, you're not an, a refugee fellow. You're not a veteran fellow. You're just a fellow. So you have access to everything. And that's, that's really how the intake worked. Yep. Awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Let's shout.org. You guys have a Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the things it looks like. Uh, so people that are listening, check them out. Uh, do all the actions that Jordan mentioned. Go visit one of the food trucks. Um, and if you're a veteran and are really interested in, in, in this concept, please reach out as well. Um, this is great, Jordan. Any, any last words or anything we didn't cover or, or anything you want to leave us with before we close it off? No, this was great. And I thank you for your time, Joseph, and, and just really getting our message out there. And, uh, you know, like like we say uh, to, to all our fellows every day is, is just go do good and be good. Um, you know, get out there and do good for the truck, feed, you know, feed the customers and then be good, um, you know, be a good person all the time. And that's really the best advice I ever got from my, my grandma, um, you know, who's, you know, the, the Italian cook I grew up with. Um, so just do good, do good and be good. And that's that's really all we can ask uh, of one another. So I thank you. And uh, yeah, please, um, you know, have anybody reach out to me directly or, or use our site as, as a conduit for information. We're, we're very responsive and always happy to talk. Awesome. Thank you, Jordan, again, so much for your time. We appreciate it. And we're honored to share your story and the work that you're doing. Thank you, Joseph. Have a good day. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you know of a great organization or individual leaving a positive impact, we'd love to tell their story. Check us out and contact us at gtzp.org. Don't forget, for more stories like this, you could also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Instagram followers are linked trees in the bio. And for podcast listeners, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening and see you again soon.